I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you, Gary Jr.? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Well, I tell you, August is always a shaky time in baseball. A lot of people are on vacation. A lot of people aren't looking at it, not paying attention. But if you're a Yankee fan, you're getting nervous. Because I tell you, Gary, a couple of injuries, a few trades, and now the Yankees are... You can say, hey, you should be thankful. The Yankees are 30 games, almost 30 games above 500. No, there were 35 and more games above 500. In fact, since the All-Star game, the All-Star break, Gary, the Yankees are actually playing about 33% baseball. They've won about 33% of their games. That is really bad. That is like, I think the only team worse than that is Detroit Tigers. I mean, that is how bad it is. And so, you know, they're playing the Red Sox as we're t- taping this, and 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 you know, it's a uh, it's nerve wracking. The bullpen has let people down. They've had injuries. Uh, Stanton is out, and that's a major, major blow for, for the Yankees. He's been out for for several weeks right now, and Clay Holmes is, I don't know, he needs to. Uh, I think Gary take a break. I think he should. He probably has an injury they don't know about, and s- let him rest for a few days. And then have him work his way back into the majors from the minor leagues, so he can gain regain his confidence and also sharpen his his, his talents. And it's not a downer for him; it's a, he probably has an injury. And so have him work his way out of this problem. And where the hell is the pitching coach? They should be able to tell Gary that he's doing something a little bit differently than before when he was really invincible. And so. That's hurting him. However, I'm glad that now the Yankees are looking more to use Chapman because they should. The guy has, has been a classic, well, going to be a Hall of Fame closer. Uh, and hopefully he can work. He's worked out his kinks and, and can start to be the Chapman of old. He had a good game the other day, which led to a, Yan- a Yankee victory over the Red Sox. But I'm nervous. And, and Gary, I shouldn't be, but I am. Obviously, they're 10 games ahead of the. Tampa Bay team, so they're going to win their conference, but their division, I should say. But the big question is whether or not they're going to have a, the best record in the American League. Houston right now has the best record in the American League, and you don't want to have a 4-3 type of, I'm assuming the Yankees can get through the earlier rounds, type of situation where they have to uh, play the last game, the seventh game of a seven-game series in Houston. We don't want to see that. Uh, the Dodgers are doing what they're supposed to do and what many people thought the Yankees would do because the Yankees were leading the Dodgers uh, all along until after until the All-Star break hit. Dodgers are playing 700 baseball right now. And so they're looking like the Yankees did look at the beginning of the year. Any comments about the Yankees, Gary, before we, before we swing right into uh, basketball? Well, it does surprise me if the Yankees aren't playing as well as they did early in the year because they're playing better teams now. Uh, good point. Think, good point. Good point. They got, this is the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, good. Excellent point. And they got tough games this week. Uh, next few days, they got to play. They got to play Tampa, Toronto, and then the Mets again. So <laughs> that's not going to be a lot of fun. But go, go ahead. Yeah. No. I think this is the time of year where I think when people start paying attention to baseball a little bit, 
just so they can get an idea of the players per se for the next about month or so. And you're seeing it in the players as well. Once the trade deadline um, hits, you know, and it's over, you know, guys are going to pick it up, you know, an extra notch. And I think this is also a time when guys who were playing great early in the year get a little exposed at the end of the year. Mm. They have the scouting mm. reports now. They know what to do. Yeah, I remember, um, I believe it was Pedro Martinez on the Baseball Tonight show um, a few years ago when he was saying that Severino was show- was tipping off his pitches when he was throwing, and it took them to about the second half of the year to figure it out, and, and he couldn't actually change it until the, until the beginning of next season, and then he was an all-star, you know, on the next season. So it does happen where guys, you know, they do wear down a little bit, and, you know, they start seeing some tendencies, um, you know, in the pitchers. So, you know, because as we know, at the beginning of the year, pitchers have the advantage, and as the season goes on, the hitters get the advantage again until it gets cold again. So it doesn't, you know, uh, surprise me too much. You know, the Dodgers are clearly the better team. So it wouldn't surprise me at all that, um, and doesn't surprise me at all that the Dodgers are clearly, um, at, you know, I'm ahead of everybody else. But once uh, once Stanton comes back for the Yankees, they'll be able to get their, their one-two punch back. Uh, they'll be, in, you know, they'll be in great shape. I, I agree to a certain degree, Gary. Uh, that's a contradiction right there. But I think that Stanton will make a big difference. I mean, he is a... Uh, Power hitter, um, yeah, kind of like Judge. But the bottom line of it is, you got Judge at the f- top of the and in, in the batting order, batting second usually. You need someone like Stanton in that fourth spot or third spot, where you would say, "Hey, I can't walk these guys. I can't walk Stanton. I got uh, Judge. I got to pitch him. I got to give him some pitches to hit because I do not want men men to be on base when Stanton comes up." And that is exactly what we were looking what we're looking at this point, Gary. So I think they do miss him. Uh, DJ's been off and on. He's injured till right now, uh, but they uh, they have you know they have the I think the talent to, to, to continue to get back to the early season form. Uh, pitching has let them down. The bullpen has let them down. They have lost so many games in the, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, Gary, where they walked into those innings with a lead and they've lost that lead and lost the game, and so. Uh, Injuries hurt. Michael King is gone. Uh, obviously, they haven't had Chad Green all year. Um, Britain, God knows when he's coming back. So uh, they really need Chapman to step up, and I hope he, and I, I expect him to step up. Hope the manager will show more confidence in him, and and uh, you know we'll see good things come from him. I'm disappointed that Jordan Montgomery was, was traded. I'm happy that Angelar is now having a chance to play more. They got rid of Joey Gallo. Thank God that couldn't happen soon enough. Uh, so I'm hopeful that the Yankees will will uh, get serious, buckle down, and say, hey, we want to have the best record in the American League so that we have the advantage in the playoffs. In order to do that, they have to play better ball because Houston is – is uh, they're, they're an exceptional team on so many levels. Judge has been incredible right now as I'm speaking. He has 46 home runs, um, which is on pace to uh, surpass Roger Maris and, and Babe Ruth. Hopefully, uh, he'll continue to hit this way, but they do need help, um, and Staten would be that remedy, and I agree that when he comes back, they should be a far different team offensively, uh, and hopefully, Saverino will come back soon, and they'll be a better team from a uh, pitching perspective. They did pick up Montas from uh, from the Athletics. Uh, you know, he has to get used to being in that Yankee uniform, which is a, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure being in that Yankee uniform. But the, from what I can see, I saw him play uh, 
couple of times so far in his in his uh, Yankee uh, uh, short stint so far. He he's, he seems to be a quality pitcher. So let's see what happens, Severino. I think it'll be a big plus though. He's used to the drill and a tough guy. Uh, that'll be a big plus. But I do miss Jordan Montgomery. Didn't have a phenomenal career with the Yankees, but was very steady and was able to toughen up when when needed to be able to uh, put quality innings together for the Yankees. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know I keep dwelling on the Yankees, but, you know, Gary, when you get off to the start that they got off to, you do get, you do, uh, you know, expect great things from, from the team. But, and you realize that all teams have slumps. And hopefully the Yankees will get through this. As we get closer and closer to the NBA season, um, I think it's time to do kind of like a a preseason prediction type thing. Okay, okay. For the top players going into the 2022 NBA season. Okay. So keep in mind uh, um, this week for the listeners, and then uh, you know next week uh, or in later weeks, uh, we'll do the top 10, you know, for yourself. As okay. Well, uh, okay. I like that. So, so I'll start it off this week, and and I really did a top fifteen. Okay. Um, and the reason why I wanted to do a top fifteen because I I wanted to give some love to some of the players that uh, didn't make this list. I mean, I'm not going to go too much in detail with those guys uh, because I believe there's really about fifteen guys that that could be in the top ten, mm-hmm. but because of you know for uh, whatever reason the season went on last year. Uh, they are not top 10. Mm-hmm. So for me, and the number 15 guy I have is Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. And, okay. and I believe Kyrie Irving um, is probably the most skilled point guard in the NBA. There's really nothing Kyrie cannot do on the basketball court. The problem is he has to get on the basketball court, <laughs> which is something that that's very hard to, uh, to imagine in some cases. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm gonna mainly just try to focus on you know his game on the court. I think okay, okay. I think when he's on the when he's on the court, first off, he's so special. I don't think we've ever seen a guy like Kyrie Irving. I think um, in this NBA today, uh, they may not you know this may not be the best basketball when it comes to just the defensive intensity and the and the quote unquote physicality of the game. But these guys are the most skilled that they've ever been, and Kyrie Irving is is really a more he has more skill than Allen Iverson, but he's not better than Allen Iverson. If, you know, for the listeners who don't really get what I mean, is that Allen Iverson was also a phenomenal leader and a phenomenal athlete. You know, mm-hmm. we know Kyrie's not the greatest athlete, and we know he's not a leader. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, so so um, you know, Kyrie can't carry a team to the NBA Finals by himself, or with minimum talent. That's not his. You know, he's not able to do that. But he is an incredible shooter. He's an incredible ball handler. He's one of the best finishers we've ever seen uh, in the NBA. And I think if he's able to play to be, you know, to be nice 65 games, he could be, you know, he he's a top 10 player in the league. There's a reason why the Lakers want him so bad. Mm-hmm. They want him because they know if they add him to the team, LeBron thinks they can get him on the court for at least 60 games. And if they do that, you know, they'll be fine. But but the thing that, that I'm interested in seeing from Kyrie um, um, in the future, is his playoff performances since the one he had in 2016. He's really struggled, and I know what teams are you know starting to do to him. They're starting to put bigger defenders on him, so 
he's you know he's only six two, so it's hard for him to shoot over a six seven guard or six five guard. So I like to see if Kyrie Irving can play better in the postseason. You know, um, he struggled when he was in Boston playing against the Milwaukee Bucks because they just threw a Chris Middleton on him and he couldn't really score. Um, you know, even when the second time when they played a uh, Milwaukee, he you know he wasn't playing great great basketball uh, before his injury. And against Boston, he had one you know really good game. And the rest of the games, he was he was you know he wasn't playing well because the defensive player of the year was all over him, Marcus Smart. Yeah. So I you know true. so I really had to see Kyrie really take it up a notch um, in the postseason. Um, you know, in this next in this upcoming season. Uh, number fourteen for me mm-hmm. uh, is Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker uh, going into the season, another guy that could be a top ten player. I think he is the best player on the Phoenix Suns, but uh, he definitely took a step back this year to me. Um, I'm sorry, last year to me. Um, you know, they were not the you know they they were the number one seed. They played great all year. But Devin Booker was terrible in the postseason against the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, Luka yeah. Doncic outplayed him, I hear and that and that cannot happen to a top ten player in the league. You know, when you're at that level, you have to be able to you know step up for your team. And we get it. Chris Paul, you know, did what Chris Paul always does. <laughs> That's expected. But what's not expected is Devin Booker to do the same thing that Chris Paul was doing out there, which he disappeared. So. Uh, you know, again, same. You know, the, the opposite reason with Kyrie, Devin Booker always plays. He always gives you everything he can. Yeah, he has. He does. Court. He does. Um, but but I like to see Devin Booker. You know, finish it off. You know, he's. You know, uh, this Phoenix Sun team. They may have hit their window. They may have hit the wall, especially by not trading for Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, they have an angry DeAndre Ayton, which is probably not a good thing. <laughs> And they're gonna have to figure out how to get you know things uh, turned around quickly and get uh you know egos in check, and maybe this is a time for Devin Booker to do it because you know we know Chris Paul, uh, he's a great leader on the court and he's probably a great leader off the court as well. But one thing that Chris Paul is not great at is making sure his ego stays in check. That's something that Chris Paul has has had issues with throughout his entire career. Go ask the Clippers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good point. And for all the listeners out there, no, I do not have Chris Paul in my top 15. So I want to make that clear. So me throwing shots at Chris Paul is not a, is not disrespect to him. He's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. We all know that. But uh, this team has to run through Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And until they start to do that, I think they're going to uh, continue to, to fall short in the big games. And speaking of big games, another guy that fell short in the big games uh, uh, last season is Jason Tatum. Mm. Uh, he didn't quite make my top ten because he fell apart, in, you know, in the finals. Uh, he had a great, great season this year. Uh, he was first team All NBA uh, last season, and he deserved it. Now you can say, well, you know, there were other guys that were hurt, but that's not his fault. And he was able to help the Celtics become a top three seed. I'm sorry, a top two seed. Because they mm-hmm. were number two seed, mm-hmm. and he, you know, and he outplayed Kevin Durant. You know, for whatever you want to say about coaching and all that stuff, he outplayed Kevin Durant in that first round. He actually outplayed Giannis in the second round. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and you know, I don't know if he yeah. outplayed Jimmy Butler in the third round, but he matched him. And then when he, you know, so those are big series and big wins because at one point in the last three years, a Jason Tatum led team has lost to the Brooklyn Nets. 
They've lost to the Miami Heat, and they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in three consecutive seasons, mm-hmm. not in that order. Mm-hmm. But that but that did happen, and he was able to beat all three of those teams. His team was able to do so, and he was the leader of that team. So I like to see what they do. Now they added Malcolm Brogdon to the team. How will Jason Tatum develop as a player? He needs to be, you know, less of an ISO guy and get more guys involved. I think it's a shame that Jason Tatum's not averaging more than, you know, five or six assists a game. He needs to average more assists than that. Mm-hmm. And in order for him to do that, they got to move the ball. And when Boston's at their best, they do move the ball and they play great team basketball um, overall. And that's something that they need to continue to add. Uh, um, to his game, and Jalen Brown as well. The Celtics have the talent to go back to the finals again, but they got to play more team ball. Um, otherwise, they're going to fall apart. So what Brad Stevens and Ime Doku should do is show them some film of Bill Russell's team. Because the one thing the Celtics did during that time is they definitely shared the basketball. Yep, they in, fact, did. They may, in fact, they may have shared it too much hmm. because, because their best player didn't get a whole lot of shots. So uh, you know, that's well, that's not true. John Havacek, you know, he had all he, oh, had all shots. he, he was the all time leader. I mean, shots taken until Kobe oh, yeah. passed him. So, oh, yeah. So we know John Havacek <laughs> took a lot of shots. So, but uh, you know, but uh, Jason Tatum is right now 13 for me. I think he has a shot to get in the top 10 this year. I think you know, sometimes when you do top 10 lists, it's all about consistency. And at this point, you know, he has to just continue to do it each and every year. Uh, number 11 for me. I'm sorry, number 12 for me. And this guy fell out of my top 10 uh, this season is Damian Lillard. Mm, okay. And I think, you know, he fell out this year because of injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, he was not really unhealthy this season. So there's really not a lot for me to say about Damian Lillard except for can you please leave Portland, please? <laughs> I think it's time for you to leave the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think it's time for you to look for a new team. Uh, they've done everything that they could, uh, you know, to try to help you. And they already let CJ go, and CJ is happier than anyone else. And, and, uh, he is. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's time. You and, Brad, <laughs> you and Bradley Beal, I think it's time for both of you guys to leave your teams and, uh, you, know, go, you, know, you know, go join other teams and no, not – not the Lakers. I know the media, you know, will put anyone on the Lakers. No, there's other teams in basketball that need talent. So, you know, Dame, you know, he's a top ten player, you know, um, and he will. He's always been in my top ten, you know, since you know, probably for the, you know, since 2015. But he has to stay on the court, and I think he will uh, this season. I think part of the reason why he didn't stay on the court a lot this year was they wanted to see um, if if Simons, you know, um, Alfred Simons is. A star, uh, you know, backup point guard is really, you know, going to turn into a great player. And Portland mm-hmm. wanted wanted a great lottery pick this year, and you know they got that um, as well. You know, they picked a guy that that's you know really a prospect that didn't even play in college basketball this season because of you know of certain rules that that did you know that just didn't work out for him. <coughs> so you know that would be an interesting team as well, especially for Chauncey Bolt in year number two. Mm-hmm. So the last honorable mention guy, we're really the top 15. And this guy is really a top 10 player. You know, you'll be surprised by this. I think the listeners will be as well. But it's it's the guy we call, that we always say street clothes. And uh, it's Anthony Davis. <laughs> I know Davis. it is. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, when he's playing, you know, we call him the brow. But it's Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anthony Davis is the top five talent. 
you know, we all know that. There's not really anything Anthony Davis can do on the court except he has to stay on the court. It's the same thing. With, it's, it's, you know, it's the same issue with Kyrie Irving. Uh, you know, there's reports that they uh, that the Lakers are probably gonna, you know, build their team or, or not build their team, but to have their offense go through Anthony Davis, and if they do that, that's gonna be a disaster because Anthony Davis is not on the court, so you can't play around him. So <laughs> I like to see how that's gonna work out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're thinking, and plus they have another guy on their team that will be on this list, obviously. And I'll you know I'll mention him. You know, when we get to uh, you know that point on the list. But Anthony Davis is just a great player. He can play without the ball. He can play with the ball. He's, he's yeah. one of the best defensive players in the league. He just has to stay on the court. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's if a big it's challenge. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge challenge. I don't know what it is with him. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, if it's just the fact he's, you know, just wrong place at the wrong time. Or is it the fact that, um, you know, that he doesn't take care of his body or, or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But he has to just find a way to stay on the court. If we can mm-hmm. stay on the court for the for this Laker team, uh, you know, this season, uh, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be the greatest team ever, but they'll win more than 33 games. So how do you how do you feel about my um, honorable mention right now? Well, I, I'm going to look at that as I I know we're not I know you're not doing it in terms of uh, third team, second team, first team because you're not Correct. looking at the position, and I, I understand that. And I'll do mine the same way. I'll just have three teams. Uh, I have, I mean, fifteen players, and we won't look at it as okay, third team, second team, first team, because there's well, challenges with that. Because you we'll got to do get that later. Two guards, two forwards. Two, well, well, know, so it is well, we can. With that. Well, we so can I, do, I do that, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that later. We'll add that into the preseason. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'll go along yeah. with that. Because I around also, the corner. Correct. I, I agree. Because I, I, I would also like to do uh, all time. Yeah. Third team, best, the best third team, the best second team All NBA team, and the f- best first team All time NBA team. Because I think that is long overdue. I'm not talking about the Rushmore thing. That's ridiculous, stupid. But the bottom line of it is, let's look at if you had to have a first, a third team All time. NBA team, second team all time NBA team, first time first team all NBA team. I think that'll be exciting. And I think that our analysis of that, Gary, I challenge all the ESPN and Fox Sports people to, to you know, look at ours and truly look at it in the perspective of the NBA didn't start in the eighties. It didn't start in the nineties. It started when it started. And so and then put together the best third, second and first team. If you haven't seen people play because they're too damn young, there's something known as Google, okay? Something known as YouTube. You can look, you can do, what's that word? Research, and then put the best third team together, the best second team together, the best first team together. We're not talking about baseball, where you have to go back to the turn of the the 20th century. That would be a little hard. Okay, let's see, okay, you got this guy, you got, Greenberg, you got the tight cob, you got. You are not going back that far. We're only going back about, well, <laughs> to my age. But anyhow, bottom line of it is, it's doable, and it's it would be truly just to put together three teams like that. But we're not doing that now. Right now, we're just doing the top fifteen current players in the NBA. And Gary, you know, I've made some notes. 
we'll see how we compare it. I think it's going to be very interesting to look at that second group that you have, that, that 10 through 5, 10 through 6, six I should say. I think that should be interesting. I'm excited to see uh, your 5 through 1. Yes, the controversy will begin with 10 through 6. So yeah, I agree. I agree. That's the tough so, part. That's the tough part. Oh, no, that was the easy part for me. That was no problem. Oh, so, 10 through Okay, okay. Yep, okay. That, that was no problem. Okay, Gary, I, I hear what you're saying for your 15 through 11, and, and it's an impressive group. Uh, it's hard. It's hard, Gary, to limit it to 15 players, even when you're looking at the 15 players who are currently playing in the NBA. Uh, obviously, when we were doing the top players of all time, it was extremely difficult. We broke it into two segments, that being 60 through 90 and then 92 to present. Uh, with not really the present, we did it until about 2014, 2015. They had to be drafted during that period of time. It was difficult, but uh, you know, now you know, I, you know, I think of, of, of the ones you mentioned, Gary, the one that kind of stands out to me is, is Tatum because when you have a guy who made first team, first team all NBA, that says something. So, you, you really dropped him a lot. Uh, the other play, the other names you mentioned, you know, they weren't in the top tier of of uh, second team or third team All NBA. Uh, but Tatum, that's a big drop. I know he's come he's, he's come up, come on pretty fast. You know, but a couple of years ago, two, three, three years ago, we were just wondering whether or not the guy was going to be <laughs> able to to be a star in the NBA. Now we got him in that superstar category where he's in the, potentially one of the well, one of the top players in the NBA. So I, I'm a little surprised by that, Gary, it, 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 that he did not crack at least your top ten. Well, he's not a superstar. Okay, he's a star. Okay, um, okay. He's a he's a you know I think he'll be a superstar for the Boston Celtics this year. I do believe he will be that guy. But let's not forget he started in the All Star game twice in back to back years because someone by the name of Kevin Durant was hurt, and he's made the first <laughs> okay. team All NBA because LeBron got LeBron was injured. Kawhi was injured, Paul George was injured, and Kevin Durant was injured, and Zion was injured. That's a lot of guys. So, so you know, he I mean, he is a great player, and he belongs to be in the top 15, but I think he has to do it for a longer period of time. I think okay. you know, you'll notice when okay. you get into the top 10, these guys have done it for two, three, four years at this level. Okay, I accept Because when I, do, when I do my top 10 list, top 15 list, I look at the last, really the last three years. I don't just look at just last year because, for example, Dame, you know, Damian Lillard did not play last year, did not play a whole lot last season. He shouldn't even be anywhere near the top 15 list because he didn't really play. But if you look at his totality, you know, you know, of the two years before that and, you know, and trying to predict what he'll do this year, I think he'll be, you know, somewhere in that on 10 to 12 range. And I think that's fair. Now, obviously, you know, uh, the hardest part of this list is the 14 and 15 part because, you know, I didn't mention Zion. I think if Zion's healthy, he's a top 15 player. I didn't mention uh, Bradley Beal, who should be, you know, who could have some consideration to be on that list. You know, there's, you know, there's a, you know, there's a bunch of guys, Trey Young, you know, he may deserve to be on that list. Uh, you know, none of those guys are going to even make, you know, are, are going to make my top 10, obviously. Okay. But, okay. but, but I think those guys are great players that, should get some recognition, but those guys that I just mentioned, you know, it, I think you agree with me here. Four, you know, three or four of those guys in the last three years 
were top ten players in the NBA, and it, you know, and it's hard to not put them in the top ten. But based off what they did last season, it's hard to say that they, you know, that they belong in that list of, um, at all. Gotcha. Okay, I accept that. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.